Thanks to our sponsors, Renault. The Renault Capture, the versatile, compact family SUV. I, I, a grain of rice. A grain of rice. It's going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Morning, gentlemen. How are you? Uh, lovely sunny morning here in West Clare. Very sunny after um, a few GA decisions last night. Uh, there was a bit of a cheer here in Morty Browns, even though we had four or five customers only. But a little <laughs> cheer went up, and I read out a report from Twitter from John Fogarty of this Paris, who's usually first in with the news. But uh, we'll get to that, I suppose. Delighted to be welcome. We've been trying to get him on the show um, for quite a while, but. Um, he, he has avoided us up to now, but there's a new sense of confidence down in the <laughs> sunny southeast at the moment. So, how are we doing, Tom? Tom Dempsey's with us this, today, lads. Dalo, uh, I'm in great form and, and just to say congratulations to, um, to you on your achievement last night there in the CCCCCC. I think that's going to throw a different perspective on the weekend, but lovely to talk to Mark Landers, a decent Cork man. And I see you have TJ hey, there, which is uh, I see you have TJ as with you as well there. <laughs> this is you're not like I've got over all the old bitterness. Now we never got to meet you in championship. Like myself and Landers got over ninety nine, and myself and TJ we were shown there lately in a few clips. Get over everything. Never any But this Brian Carroll's hurler's life seems to have thrown up a new kind of a a new twist to the Wexford uh, Limerick rivalry. All all those years ago, those twenty five years ago, longer twenty six now. Yeah, I, I, it just doesn't seem to die there. I was listening to it was an excellent program, TJ. He's he's pro- now he he denies it, but he said that he he wanted to go on record to say that we weren't a, a good team. Now I mean, we'll have to re. I, I don't want to be up in front of the court or anything, but just a quick record. We were beaten in '91 with a last-minute DJ goal. We played three league finals against Mark, the home of Hurling Cork. Greatest games probably ever in Thurles. Lost the last one, very unlucky. Uh, we went ahead then and we were four points up to Kenny, the All-Ireland champions that year and the year before with four minutes to go, unlucky to lose the game. We went on to 96, we beat Offaly and Kenny. We went on to 97, beat Offaly and Kenny. And 96, we beat Galway, won in All-Ireland. And uh, 98, Titan Johnny Dooley, last minute goal, put us out of the championship uh, without Liam Dunn and Gary Laffin. But I don't know. Maybe maybe TJ, I, does he want to retract the statement? Maybe. To, uh, maybe the hand <laughs> well, uh, have you any defence at all, Gary Spillander? <laughs> I'm going to the CCC. I, I think uh, the, co- the context, the, con- the context that Tom has taken me up on is very uh, blue, or we'll say very Wexford purple and gold. Uh, glasses on right i credited them with their performance in the day and lots of other things during the 90s i was merely speaking from my own personal and limerick's point of view to say that we made a boss in 96 i did credit wexford afterwards but i suppose they'll and in fairness to brian Kelly did a good job you'll have to listen to the show and revert to me i, I <laughs> look at Dale just the just to put it to bed, I, I, I honestly, thanks for that, TJ, and my respect is totally restored in you. The <laughs> one thing I didn't say, the one, the one thing I didn't say, uh, Mark and Dalo, we heroically won in All Ireland then in '96 with 14 men for two thirds of the game. That two thirds of the game, heroically, we we defended a 113 lead. 
the whole way through. <laughs> and you were credited with that, in fairness. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with 113 all Ireland final winning scores. I said the quietest man in the field, Eamon Scannell, was the fellow who got the red card that day. He's probably right. one of your That's quietest right. players ever. Yeah, and, and we, we don't know where Stephen McDonough's hurl was going until he was hooked, to be honest with you. That <laughs> <laughs> we're probably going on current Limerick um, disciplinary records. That was a complete act. Like she was going for the ball totally, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fairness. I think yeah. in relation to disciplinary records and situations this week, oh, Dale, you were in no position to speak. You may shut up. <laughs> <laughs> And we and we we say nothing about poor old Gary Kirby's fingers. I see he there's a lot of golf in him. I saw, in fairness, the stroke that Liam Dunn pulled at him probably didn't affect him that much. Tom, his finger yeah, wasn't he, broken at all. So it wasn't. Yeah, I'm just having difficulty. I think you're breaking up there, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we have a mute look button for Mark. Look at as Dale would say when when the ball is up there, stare to be won, Mark. Stare to be won. <laughs> Dems, don't worry about anything you you say here because it can be taken out afterwards, you know, because we couldn't we couldn't left like the live shows we do have to sit down with Mark for about a half an hour beforehand and try and tune him in not to say anything too negative about strokes pulled in the past. It's funny, Dale. We're we're, ta- we're talking about ninety-six disciplinary issues. <laughs> we we've seen more recent, haven't we? Have <laughs> ninety-eight was way worse. I quite done to Colin Lynch, like for fuck's sake. Dealt yeah. with by oh. Willie Barrett on the day. Dealt with, dealt with. Got a booking on the day, and three priests, three priests, mind you, were sitting in the old stand in Turles, and they said they saw. No one else seemed to see it. Him striking Tony Brown off the ball, and Colin subsequently had to miss potential All Ireland winning run. Fair play to Offaly. I give them credit; they were a great team in the nineties. Um, but it was harsh on, I thought it was harsh on Colin three months. Three months sit down because three priests saw you. But did you anyway? Well, I got a text from a former referee, top class referee, and he just said the disciplinary system is utterly broken, and who'd want to be a referee? At the moment, no, John Keenan didn't seem to have any um, issues with the things that I think we'll come back to that, lads. We'll have plenty of time to come back to it because we'll be looking forward to the games ahead. And obviously, it has a huge bearing on the games ahead with the three players with, with Keenan Fahey, uh, with, with Rory Hayes, and, and with Peter Duggan. So, um, look, at all things are beginning to bubble up. Uh, the best six left, even though we'd have been told at the start of the year. We were completely bonkers if we said the best, best six probably wouldn't include Waterford anyway, definitely. Maybe tip, um, but that's the way it is. And we're down to six big, big shots now and massive games on Saturday. At unusual times, I'll have to say, um, why I, I think the Talchon Cup is to take precedent for Sunday. So we can't have the All-Ireland quarterfinals on a Sunday. But uh, anyway, as it is... And, and the, I, said, sorry, Dale, before, I, I think there's a rugby match scheduled and the expectation, obviously, that Leinster would have been in it. I think RRT covering that. And you, that how, game goes how, ahead. And I, I'm, under the, I'm under the understanding that that's why the games have been brought forward. How would you potentially think I'd know that now? There was a rugby match schedule. Well, I, I, I thought now that, that a quarter of the two start and a Saturday might be sending up a red flag as to why on these games at, at five o'clock and seven o'clock on Saturday evening. Because now, look, the big complaint down our side is obviously that the double header 
And as everybody knows now, it's a sellout and tickets were sold after 20 minutes I went online. And like you'll have a massive crowd there up there. And I think Cork will have a good support. They always have a good support. Tom, I, I don't know about your own crowd, whether they'll travel in numbers or Galway, to be fair now, but it, it, it looks as though if they were put on in different venues, that they may be up on 30, 35,000 maybe at both games if they were held separately. So it, it's, it's something maybe that should have been considered, particularly when the tickets went uh, went so fast. Like, you know, and would it have been an option to split the games, put one of them to Nolan Park or something like that, you know? It should have been Sunday anyway, I think, Tom. Like, yeah. if Galar yeah. quarterfinals should be Sunday. How the Telchin Cup would get precedent over it. Um, yeah. It's all out, except there's a, there's a massive agenda to, from, to promote the Telchin Cup, obviously, for some reason. From Did a you? neutral point of view, uh, I think it's sure. fantastic to have the two games on at the same play, time. We, we, we don't mind who we play, but from a neutral mm. point of view, <clears> over in Turles, uh, from where I live in the metropolis of Gary Spillan, it's perfect. Quarter two, four o'clock on Saturday, few beers on Saturday night, absolutely most perfect weekend. So I'm with the GEA on this one. I'll be against them later on in the program, but in this particular case, 40 euro, Marco, two cracking games, some of the best players in the game on view, in Turles, weather forecast, superb. It's as good as it gets. Have you the soft I, seats I, again? Spike, I bet you Spike has got the call. Well, all, all I can say to you is I will be there. Anybody who will be in Turles will see, will, will see me there. Two, two cracking games to look forward to. I get well looked after in these situations. Let's uh, good weekends hurling last weekend. Expected results. Tom, you were <coughs> in Tralee. Um, I got to Tralee, not for all of it. I missed one ferry, but uh, that was another day's work. That was down to myself on Friday night. But yeah. Uh, um, I got there for some of it. I got there for Wexford pulling away, really, to be honest with you. Um, and you looked competent. Kerry came out. He, he, you know, he, a lot of people are saying at the moment, saying around here now, and again, of course, that's touch of soft talk as well, that we're meeting the best team in Leinster. Like, they beat Kilkenny in Nolan Park, you know. Now, whether you have to balance that with, with being beaten by Dublin and drawn with Westmead, but... The trajectory at the moment seems to be back. Like it dipped after the league, no doubt about it. After the league semi final, the trajectory seems to be back on on target. Like and uh, teams. Yeah, I, I don't know, Dale. In fairness, <clears throat> we're probably being a bit unfair on Kilkenny, and they've won the last three Leinster championships in a oh, row. Yeah. Now, Wexford seem to have slightly now, and I say this in inverted commas. We seem to have their number compared to the way things were a good few years ago. You know, the, the, in the 90s. Wexford players. Pardon. In the 90s. In the 90s. <laughs> yeah, we had their number a couple of times that time as well. You did, you did, you did. <laughs> but we, see, we seem to have their number. There's no great fear of this Wexford team. But the best team in Leinster as well, Galway, possibly or potentially the best team in Leinster. So I don't think there's an awful lot between the three of them. Now, back to the Kerry game, and I know I'm not going to be popular for saying this, but I went down. I knew there was a bit of a problem going to Westmead. I could feel it in the air, but I went down. I got the sportsman's in. I had a, a, a quick drink with Eamon Cleary before I went up to the game. There was a carnival party atmosphere. I think Kerry were accepting us down as if there was going to be no great shock here, but it was great to have his lads. And I'm not being, dis- you know, I'm not yeah. running Kerry down on this, but Dalo, there was never any doubt about the game. And that brings me to the point if I want you, if I want to play senior hurling in Wexford and I'm an intermediate, I have to win the intermediate championship to go up and play senior hurling. Now, I think Antrim did win their championship and I think they're a different kettle of fish because we did not want 
believe it or not, to be going to Corrigan Park last Saturday or Sunday. That that there's yeah. but really with Kerry, I don't think there was a benefit of getting to play the most important game of their year on this on last Saturday and then to play Wexford a week later. I don't think it suited. It was good for Kerry to be in the uh, Lee McCarthy. I, I, I. It's just a little bugbear. I think we should promote hurling. I think Kildare is a huge area to promote it. Kerry is another area. Carlo. I don't think Kerry should have been in the Lee McCarthy this year. And I know some people won't agree with me on that, but really, it didn't do them any good in my book because the game. It was a practice match in the second half, Dale. Yeah, and then <coughs> with that, even Dempster, even for Antrim, you start like if I'm Darren Leeson, I'm over Antrim. I'm saying like we have targets in the league, obviously, which they fulfilled, and and obviously, but that's very important for them as well because we've seen a close hand both Clare and Wexford and almost Waterford this year, Corrigan Park and what it can do to you. Um, but I mean, even for them winning it, like it's very yeah. hard in in the space of. I mean, you had to celebrate a small bit winning the <clears> competition. <throat> you set out to win and getting back up to the McCarthy, then to be focused on a Cork or a Wexford, you know, who right. had. Who had hugely achieved on the last day of the year yeah. to make it to that quad, preliminary quarterfinal? Yeah, to, to say Dale Wexford, Wexford. I'm not saying Wexford; they're, they're going to give it a right lash this weekend. But Wexford are in a good place at the moment. You know, yeah. they're they're they've all their players, Bar Cahill Dunbar, available. They're they're there's a good upbeat thing in the county here. Everybody is happy and it's good. But just to mark, and I I don't I, I carry there was some fabulous hurlers. Dale. There's an own Ross. I don't know if you notice him wing back yes. there. Dale, he's wearing number three. He would hurl on any stage in the country, cut a sideline over the bar, got a couple of points. He was a brilliant player. Mikey Boyle, these guys, you know, they 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 they're they are able to, to to hurl at any level, but I just don't I think that Kerry, when they win the Joe McDonough, bring them up then. But I think it's a bit early for them there. Antrim are a different kettle of fish. You know, the James McNaughton's, Keelan Malloy, Neil McManus, the young Campbells. I think they, I think they'll, they'll trouble a few teams in Leinster next year. I think you know, and I'd say Corkward lad. I think we give Cork full marks for going up there and getting out there with the win because it's not an easy place to go. But I just t- thought that last weekend, I thought apart from the fact that Liam Spratt took five hours to drive home from Mallow or from uh, from Tralee, I was travelling with him. He, he, we went around Mallow. Maybe I get from you sometime, uh, Mark. Went around Mallow three times, put it in the sap nav, drove for a half an hour, and then there was a signpost three kilometres to Mallow. So, <laughs> he, he might be, he might be a top notch commentator. I thought we'd never get out. I thought we'd never get out of Cork. <laughs> but them's 330 and on the back of, of, of Nolan Park. And like for me, Conor McDonald finally beginning to show at senior level really what he can do on the edge of the square. Chin back 100% fit. Rory O'Connor seemed to be back pouring again. I mean, yeah. he, he won't have any great fears of the wide open spaces in Torless Lake. No, I, I'd be honest with you, Dale, and sorry, but the bottom line is we're heading into a different world, I think. I mean, if this Munster final is what we all took it to be, the most intense war of skillful hurling of Tony Kelly, iconic, you know, we're going into a different level and we know that. And there's two ways the game could go next weekend. I think we'll give it a right bash. And I'll tell you a funny thing now, and I don't mean this in any bad way, but if it was Cork or maybe Tipperary, we 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 don't seem to go as well. But Clare, you know, Limericks, those type of teams, we seem to play better against. And I think we'll give it a good lash. But you know what? It could go the other way. If Clare hurled to the potential that they showed in the Munster final, there could be a good, good margin between the teams, particularly now that you um you have gone to the... Uh, 
to the higher echelons of, of the disciplinary committees and uh, got your players off because they're they're big. This is a big game changer, lads. This this moves this from I would say 70-30. It would have moved it from 70-30 to maybe 55-45, you know, in, in players' favour. So you're outright favourites, Dale, Dale but uh the you know the Dubai's are going to probably put you even in a in a stronger position. Well just to say on that thing is, is that okay? Is that okay, Dara? Dara, is that okay, Dara even? <laughs> <laughs> You're on the floor to Dara about 11 o'clock. Tom, you've no chance, Tom. I, I agree with TJ when he said about your teams in the 90s. You know, you're struggling big time, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, I was sledged. I was sledged in 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 Turles by a certain panelist there um, back in 90s, in 91 league quarterfinals. Before, before anyone ago. was sledged, he called me some terrible things. And, I, and, and Mark, I took him for three points after, I'll tell you the truth. I, I, it was the only time I saw him, I think, was before the game. Um, Go uh, I was I was just I was I played minor that summer, right? And this was around November. I was 18, right? I was 18 <laughs> gone, I think, since October. And this this Wexford fella says to me with a white helmet, small lad, but I knew who he was because I think yeah, he'd gone to all Ireland colleges with Peters. And uh, he says to me, Where's all your all Ireland? And I said, <laughs> Jesus, do you know what? I could take it from a Kilkenny fella or a cock fella. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I have to say. <laughs> come all Ireland in '89, Dale. That was me point. Oh, I know. I know. Oh. Yeah, but anyway, but, but no, I, I just think we're stepping into a, a different field at the moment, you know, because Leinster hurling hasn't been where we wanted it to be this year, really. Tom, how are Wexford likely to set up? I was going to say. I I think you know we we probably the, the sweeper was a word that we weren't allowed to use. Now Davy has said that that people of my era don't understand the sweeper system, but uh, there a couple of weeks ago, but I do understand the sweep. Dale, if I'm not mistaken, you brought in the sweeper system in no, 2004. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We've already been down that road, Tom. Definitely, yeah. So, yeah, even people right. people of our era do understand it, Mark. But um, I do believe Wexford will go with a. Uh, with somebody back around, maybe a D O'Keefe D to a certain extent, I think was rested last weekend and he will kind of, you know, there's a lot of, but he's, he plays it very, very well. And I think we will, I think we'll have to go with a sweeper system. I mean, you look at Shane O'Donnell, you look at Peter Duggan, you look at, you know, we talk probably too much about Tony Kelly. Uh, you look at Ryan Taylor, geez, these guys carry fair. And uh, then you have, you have uh, Fitzy in the middle of the field and he's, he's coming through and scoring five points. We, we need to some strategy. Uh, to curb that side of it, if we can get into, if we, we can be in the game at 10, 15 minutes into the second half, then then we have a chance. But we have to ensure that we are. And are we looking at a man marker on TK? Yeah, we. I think you'd have to. You'd have to, if not two. I mean, it depends. Tony Kelly is probably unmarkable. Uh, I think TJ. You Tool know, free up but, someone else. Pardon? Tool free up someone else. But that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. That'll free up Shane O'Donnell, who I think. I, that man just goes through the roof with my admiration, you know, for everything he's done, and not just this year and last year coming back or whatever. He's some he, like I, my big worry was, believe it or not, Peter Duggan had been missing that he had slipped in full forward, and he could cause you major problems there. But no, there's no doubt. I they're saying Damien Rick, but Damien is a big addition to us too, kind of sweeping back around. Shane Rick, um, uh, he would be probably a fella, but he's been injured and he did reasonably well on Tony Kelly last year, but he's only back for about 10 minutes. I think it'd be too early to try him, but to be quite honest with you, you know, young Connell Flood, believe it or not, could be somebody that 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 would run him. You know, hopefully maybe Connell would get a run at some stage. But to be honest with you, it's very, very hard to stop this man really, isn't it, lads? Yeah, yeah. 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 finished with the party political broadcast now you have. Is he injured? 
Lee Chin, Tom, is he more likely to be in the inside line or will he, will he be kind of a little bit in all like midfield, half forward and, and full forward at some stage, will he? he? He could be all over the place, but what they've tended to do is Rory has been getting caught up like corner backslides, I have to say, and um, but he's been left, right and centre, manhandled, pushed out, anything that... Lads, you know, you play in the full back line, TJ, you'd be doing the very same with them. That happens. I think what they've been doing up to now is <laughs> I know Limerick man wouldn't do, but what they've been doing is bringing Rory out a little bit to give him a bit of room to run from deep. And they've left Lee and Connor Mack in in the full forward line. And, you know, if we can get the right kind of ball in there to those two guys, they're, they're fairly formidable opponents, really, you know. So that's the way they've been operating so far. Dempsey, no, I mean, one, no, more the banner, no one in the Banner County is buying any of this shit talk. This is a 50 50 game, and no more than that. I know the last couple of years when we beat you uh, under Davy, he I think he has kind of given Matt O'Hanlon the job of Mark and Tony that hadn't really yeah. worked, you know. And yeah. Kelly is playing outstanding stuff, there's no, there's no denying he's, he's at his absolute peak at the moment, like so. But we Matthew, Matthew mean, is a more stand up centre back, he's had a great yeah. season this year. Rick has been probably our best player this year, you know. Some some fabulous, but I think two and 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 you you know you said Dale if you leave two men on him or whatever, but you have to hurt him on the other end of the field as well. You know, I mean Wexford will have to score, and we have potential up there. There's no doubt about that as well. You know, yeah, well, yeah. Chin, Chin, and Chin and McDonald at the edge of the square now. Connor Cleary will obviously pick up one of them, and he's probably a certainty yeah. for a yellow card. Like, I forgot to mention it the last time that he picked up one in the Munster final, and you mm. were saying. You can understand why he's he he gets yellow cards because he really fouls fellas, but there must be a lot of holding going on. Seven times, the seven times himself and Aaron went to the the ball together. Aaron Gillan himself, and all time at all stages the hurley was removed from the hand, and it was four three to Gillan. <laughs> Gillan had cleared his hurley. And just threw away his hurley at one stage himself. Cute enough, said the ref is getting feedback here from the sideline that the hurleys are being held. So Aaron just dropped the hurley right in front of where the RT box was. Free. And you got a free. Yeah, free in, free in. I, was, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't at the game, Delo, but uh, I talked to a couple of people. You know, said that Aaron showed good old restraint enough now. Last in the monster final, he was. <laughs> they were they were saying that <laughs> they, they, they mightn't have given out to him if he had made a little slap back here or whatever, you know. But, yeah, but like, I don't think clearly, clearly doesn't slap like he might hold. Yeah. But and don't tell me, Glenn doesn't hold. Teacher, <laughs> come on, even you'll admit now, Aaron is a good man to hold, strong as a horse, obviously. Aaron Glenn, very strong physically and can hold and then just let go and break into the space. And I think Connor is very conscious of that. So I'll he'd have a different a different challenge in in, in Chin or McDonald like you know that mm-hmm. all these top forwards the brilliance of them are like that they're such different players like I mean yeah. Peter Duggan is a completely different player than than Connor McDonald yet they're both great target men full forwards yeah. and as you said them Shane O'Donnell would also be a great full forward and that's what I thought would happen there's a rumor around the place that Aidan McCarthy is ready to go for Clare which would be massive. Massive he now, whether he's starting he or not. Yeah. Huge, huge. Nominated for a young hurler the last two years. I mean, for me, at the start of the year, if I was told, I didn't know whether Dougie would be back. I didn't know whether O'Donnell would be back. If you were asking me, outside of Tony, who could we not afford to lose? And I'd have said Aidan McCarthy in a heartbeat. So, and and Dale, Dale, Aaron Shanahan, when Wexford played him there last year in the league, he was he just was unhandleable by, for Wexford. Has he been injured or...? 
Don't think so, Dem Snow, unless there's something there that you look like as I've been saying, we've been saying on this show all year long, so we can't find out nothing at the moment. When, yeah. when we no mobile phones and no Twitter, you'd meet some lad that was got in over the wall at train and he'd tell you who was going well or Jesus, it's just impossible now. But he hasn't featured now. He hasn't yeah. the last couple yeah. of games we haven't seen him at all really. Um came on against Limerick, I think, near the end of the the good game in Ennis, the, the the packed out game, let's say. And, hasn't really been seen then since so and you would have thought maybe the last day you now with extra time and everything and I think we brought David Reedy back on if I'm not mistaken or Ian Galvin we brought him on back one of the two of them back on TJ might have been Gal was it um, so look wasn't obviously not in the shake up now whether that changes in the two weeks I presume mm. with the Munster final the way it was lads what do you get done Monday Probably, mm-hmm. I think they went off and 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 they had a swim <clears throat> and a couple of pints and a bit to eat together and went home. And then they did a kind of a loosener out, I think, on the Tuesday night. And from what I can gather, they kind of got in two reasonable sessions Friday night and Sunday. And so what mm-hmm. this week, then what can you do? You know, you're playing Saturday. Yeah. You can just try. I, I think there's a big danger, Demps, in the way the Munster final has been blown up. No, yeah. rightly so. Yeah. It was a great game. Jesus, it was was a game for the ages i will say i loved yeah. it but to get yourself right in 13 days for another major challenge for me is going to be quite difficult i'd love to have had what limerick have you know and that a bit of time to come down good celebrations on the monday night unlike the clare lads having two guinness and a steak um you know it, it would have been just nice i think it's a huge difference and for me and just my own opinion There'd be a bit of euphoria last night and this morning with the two boys getting off. Um, and there was fierce worry. And there's a bit of a loose, soft talk now from people who wouldn't have much of a clue it's ever to be talking about. I'd be very, very worried about this game. I, I think it's very mm. much 50-50. The, the, the only thing on the flip side, Ella, and, and she's not the hog the thing, but if you woke up, I was hoping that if Clare were to be beaten, don't get me wrong, I wasn't for one or the other, if they were to be beaten, to be beaten by 10 or 12 points by Limerick. Mm-hmm. And then you had a kind of a, a, a psychological problem with Claire. But they woke up on the Tuesday morning. They had given the played in the best turning game probably of the ages. And then they had probably Kilkenny or Wexford and Kilkenny to reach an All Ireland final. That was a fair Philip as well, you know, because they would see that as a very achievable object, like you know. Mm, agreed. I, would you I agree, TJ? I don't know. I'd nearly go the other no. way with Claire with Lowe. No, and, yeah, I, like you, I think consistently. I think, to go back to the start. You asked the question, are the best six teams left in the championship? I think the answer to that is very definitely yes. The best six championship teams are left right now. I think Clare, for me, certainly have been the team that have probably been the most surprising, let's say from the start of the championship to where they are now. I think they probably have grew the most in terms of, we'll say, national, whatever you want to call that, maybe mm-hmm. probably to be second favourites or to the, the way they ran the Limerick in the Munster final. Consistently in the Munster Championship and you finish top of the round robin, uh, that has been their throughout the championship. And I agree with Tom. It, yes, it does take time to emotionally, physically, to kind of come down after that match. And like I would say Brian would have been smart enough to know not to do too much. He wouldn't have needed to do too much in those sessions on Friday and Sunday, right? But I think uh, from a confidence point of view to know that your team that you played on was so close and good enough to have a rattle off the All-Ireland favourites. The, the belief and the confidence in that will far away anything else. And I, I, and I think, 
I think they'll be fine. I think I think once the training is managed and they didn't overdo it. There's a couple of things which yeah. I really like about Claire, right? And we'll come back to the suspensions or the whatever it's failed suspensions in a while, right? Their mindset seems to be different, Delo, right? And I am hearing that you have your own uh, version of Caroline Courage there, right? And it was very evident that I didn't touch on this. I was I, I was apologizing to uh, to yourself, Dale, for my uh, performance in the pod the last day. I was, I don't know, a little tired or something. Something I wasn't, it wasn't myself, right? <laughs> but the, 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 the approach they had in the Munster final, the parade, the way they stuck it out, the two teams stood behind the, nas- the, the band for the national anthem. There was a steely determination about them, right? So there is something different about Clare. There's no doubt about that, Dale. And like, I think that they will have gained confidence again. Going into the Munster final, they knew they were on the improve. They just didn't know if they had the bar up to where, let's say, the, the national say, bar was. They now know that, right? So all they got to do is basically go and perform. They will get huge confidence from getting the players freed up. Like Rory Hayes has been a huge player for them. Peter Duggan is a massive player in the way they play because he is the out ball. He's a ball winner. It doesn't matter which way it comes in, low or high to him in the full forward line. Uh, he's a key player for them. But overall, I, I I don't think that worry that you spoke about there of coming down the back of a Munster final is there. It's not there for me. I think, I think they will have gained hugely from the Munster final. And I just think that... Uh, the position they're in right now is one that they would have taken at the start of the year and one that internally I think they'll be very happy with. Mark Rogers is another one there, Delo. He came back and he played a bit in the month's final. He's another, because he's a really good player and a good forward. So whether it is, let's say, 70 minutes or 20 minutes, another big addition. So another plus for Claire there. Yeah, sure. It would look as if we had the strongest panel available for Sunday. Now, an awful lot of rumours about TK. That he, he's still, yeah, that's another question, yeah. Yeah, that he hasn't done anything, will play, but to, I mean... Did he get injured at the end of the Munster final? Did we get any answer, did we get answer, any answer for why he, he didn't take part in the last three or four minutes of the, of the extra time, Della? What I hear is just cramp, Mark. I, I did my yeah. best to find out after that morning. Well, he was buzzing before that, so it's possible, yeah. 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 You know, hey, Hegel, Ferg- Fergal Hegarty told me he was cramped, so it must have been cramped. He also told me on the way down to the Kerry game, I rang him and I said, I was kind of in a bit a bit high. I said, you should be, miss the two boys, I said to him. And he said, no, it'll be a loss, he said, but we should have enough for Kerry, he said. You want to be up early for here, God Dems? <laughs> is the referee appointed for the game? God, he probably is a uh, teacher, but I he haven't is. seen. Yeah, he's was that was that, was that oh, public? Column lines, I think. Column, column lines, lines. Oh, yeah. Column lines. Okay, top interesting. Yeah, top man. Good yeah, call, man. Yeah. Marco, how morning. do you see it? <laughs> teacher, just to say to you before I go on to Marco, there, I think everyone since '96 has kind of learned from the parade. <laughs> you don't mind him, TJ. Go well, he, he took off like, in '16 in the parade, and oh, <laughs> was left there. <laughs> Larry Garman said he kept parading down down Jones's road, did he? <laughs> well, if he said if, if, <coughs> we, if, we, if we have go back Larry and on the shoulder and tell him to stop parading that day. <laughs> yeah, you have to go back and listen to the Brian Carroll show. What I said about the parade was that you, you go you go to the end of the game to decide what happened, whether it was a good idea or a bad idea. That's what you do at the time. We broke from the parade. We were ready to go. We started the game well. The rest is history. The best thing to do, right, is to form your own opinion. Listen to the show and talk to Brian there and let me know what you think. <laughs> I, I, I I love, the, the one thing, in fairness to DJ, I'll have to find out that uh, if things say how it went the other way, there was a lot of stories 
that may have happened, but there was a lot of stories I hadn't heard before about Wexford after the 96 All-Ireland, and <laughs> there was a lot of fables came out when you win, and if you lose, they don't come out at all now, to be honest Back with you. you know. <laughs> I know. I'm not saying we tell lies in Wexford now. <laughs> you called a good few of them in the last half an hour now. <laughs> Marco, how do you see this one coming out? I, I, I think your smoke screen, Dela, you have been doing a magnificent job since the start of the year playing down your chances of being involved in winning the Liam McCarthy. I think you're well and truly up there now and um, the boost of the two boys getting off. Like that, that can work for and against the team because I'm sure Brian Lohan will have been saying since the day it was announced that uh, the Shaggers are after citing two of our players. Now, look, the whole country is against us and even the CCCC are against us. He would have been using that in the background to get a little bit more out of his players. But I have to say, I, I think I think they, uh, you have a very, very good panel. And I think you have scoring forwards as well, Anthony. And you have, and we've discussed it uh, numerous times, you probably have the best hurler in the country at the moment in TK. And like. He he did a very good job in the Munster final against probably, I would say arguably the best defence in the country for the last three or four years. It has been has been Limerick and they couldn't handle him. So that to me is the major decision for Wexford this weekend is how do we stop Tony Kelly? And obviously, obviously get the most out of our own team at the same time because um I, I hate to say that anybody's a one-man team, which you're not, but Tony Kelly pulls the strings. And I think if TK is held, it gives Wexford a really, really good chance. Um, but I think ultimately, when it comes down to it, Anthony, I, I think um, I think Claire will probably see it out. And yeah, I would I also say, I, I think Wexford, you know, they they stumbled against Westmead. They were beaten by Dublin at home. They were the two results. But they went down to Northern Park and got the result to get them through. And I think that shows great stomach for the fight. And I think Wexford will build on what they have achieved already this year. I don't know, is it a step too far this weekend or not? But, but time will tell. Yeah, yeah two, two completely different systems there, no, right? As to what Tony yeah. Kelly and Clare, like everyone knows the way Limerick defend, the way they're zonally, and they don't like to get them lines pulled out of place. It will be more straightforward for Wexford to put a man marker on Tony Kelly. What will be interesting to see is where does Tony Kelly position himself? Like Claire have done, used his positioning really well to date. Like he could start now in the middle of the field, Tom, right? Just to kind of yeah. like, so if he yeah. send a man marker to him, right? Maybe in the middle of the field, just to, to throw you guys. If you, have a, if you have a defender pinpointed to mark him, he could start in the middle of the field. So that's what you're yeah. dealing with this weekend. So it could be different and it will be interesting early doors. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and on that, like, you were, I was nearly certain that he was going to go in beside Dougie at the start of the Munster final. Do you know? Yeah. That he was going to go in. And I, I could easily see TJ him, although he'd probably wearing, you know, 13, maybe a 50, 15, that he'd go to 11. And we'll say, right, lads, you, you don't want your centre back coming, but you might play an extra. As you said, D. O'Keefe might sit back and, and you'd let whoever Demian Recker, one of them off after him then. And that. I think I have to mark him anyway. That's that's if mm. I'm the opposition manager or not. I don't know him won't shoot me for saying that. Like because you, you just, Limerick have shown now twice that you, it can really hurt you. Didn't know Limerick have managed to get two draws and win an extra time. Obviously, the last did a crucial one. But I mean, would Clare have been cl- as close to Limerick only for what TK was able to get away with? Yeah. 
So yeah. that's yeah. that's the key. No. I just no, feel no. like, and I said it to Joanne the last day, given these predictions of these matches, I just don't know why we even bother with it. Um, and I don't mean to put you on spots. I just wanted to get your take on where the teams are. My take is I, lo- I loved what I saw from Wexford and Nolan Park. I would discount the last day as well, Tom. No disrespect yeah. to Kerry at all. Yeah. Very difficult after losing their third John McDonough final in a row, like for Stephen Malumpy to pick him up. And in fairness to Stephen, just to say he had him in great shape. Other yeah. years, they would not have been, you know. Um, you mentioned Mikey Boyle. I've never seen Mikey in as good, as good a shape, you know. Um, but I, I think, like, Kilkenny, through the, Kilkenny didn't know they were true. They could have been out of Leinster that night and out of the All-Ireland if, if Dublin had done the business in in in, in Pierce Stadium. Okay, no one fancy Dublin to do that. But you, they have they've done a number on Galway a good few times. And I liked and even the save off the line fellas throwing their bodies on the line. I thought there was an element of, well, it was gone to the brink with Wexford after Mullingar, maybe, and after Dublin going down and, you know, Liam Ryan not taking on. We were critical of Liam Ryan on this show for not taking on that shot to level the Dublin game and, you know, passing it off. And, yeah. You know, the score he got that day against Kilkenny, for me, was a team thrown off the shackles and saying, we have a good manager, good management team behind us. We had to... You know, Davy's style of hurling is very definite there for five years. You know, and it's hard to change from that, isn't it? With largely the same amount of players. Or same, you've had a few additions, you know, with, with young Foley, young Pepper, etc. But that, that it just is evolving nicely for Wexford. I hope, from a clear point of view, it'll be a day too soon. Do you know, because I yeah. could see Wexford in the All-Ireland final if they can win this. I would. Mm. Um, I'm just hoping Clare can be right. I do think there's a fair bit of what TJ's after saying about um, the Lohan siege mentality. And he would have garnered a lot of that from his hero, uh, Mr. Lucknan, <laughs> over the years. Because, like, just in 98, after the Lynch thing, like, I tell you, by determination, no, the honest awfully they showed, no matter what determination, that they weren't getting out of our faces or out of our way. But, like, I'd say there was a fair bit of that going on for the last 10 days. We'll be yeah. them all. CCC TV, the, other... the Sunday game, everyone, whoever tried yeah. to screw us. Yeah, yeah. So. The, other, the other big factor heading into the weekend for both games is we spoke the column lines refereeing the game, right? Is we felt the general public, right, that John Keenan made the Munster final the game that it was by his approach to the game, right? So the question I have is how was that received, let's say, in HQ? Like, what was the feedback that he got? What are the referees being told? Given what has happened this week no, right? So are we going to have a situation where the referee is kind of saying, are being told, do not go down that road again. You have to make sure you nail everything. We do not want to let this, this free-for-all. So I think there's a pressure there, and we don't know what that actual message is. And we don't know how John Keenan's report read. Like, who assessed him? What was his overall report? How was it felt? And that, to me, is another key factor heading into both games. Well, TJ, you've really hit the nail on the head. And, and it just happened that Johnny Murphy, and Johnny's a fellow I have a great respect for, he, he refereed the Kerry game last week. Now, to say he pulled everything would be an understatement. It was exactly what you've said is going to happen. He literally pulled every... There was hardly a tackle in the game that he didn't pull. And I have to say that Michael Lean, and you saw it yourself, Dalo, he got a, a red card at the end of it. And for my money, he was going by Rory O'Connor, but I actually don't think he saw him. I think the hurl was up and there was a flick on the helmet. 
it wasn't I really felt it wasn't a red card but in fairness to Johnny Murphy he seemed to be acting under instruction if there's a touch on the helmet he's gone and this is where I think we're like you know our disciplinary system now because of the monster final seems to be all over the place you know I just think that there's they're going to try and get consistency back and I totally agree with you TJ you could see you could see this really being pulled up everywhere. You could see yellow cards or whatever. Again, it'll depend on the referee. But uh, as as a man myself who served a little bit of a suspension recently for all, for all now with a a third uh, a third, a fourth official and James Owens, I, that, I didn't realise there was technicalities I could have got off on like that. You know, I, they weren't as, they weren't as nice to me the disciplinary committee. You know, okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we just very quickly we had a fella, a Damien Donovan. Damien was a fella from Modland Town, absolutely bursted a fellow one day. And Damien went over and he asked him his name. And he said, he said, it's Humpty Dumpty, he said. And, and Damien said, I'll give you one more chance. What's your name? And he said, Humpty Dumpty. And Damien says, well, I'll tell you what you do now, Humpty. Go over and sit on the wall over there, he said. So he's getting the red card. But I was just saying that, I, you know what? It's not, an easy, it's not an easy job, lads, you know. But I think it's oh. going to be a more difficult job for the rest of this hurling championship now. I think and was it yourself and James Owens, Dems, that got involved? Well, it was a it was a fourth official day law. Uh, I just I was where I shouldn't have been, and he put me off, and we had a difference of opinion, and then James came over to sort it out. So, that yeah, I know that you're very, that you're very happen. close to James yourself. So <laughs> I knew you'd be interested in that one. So just, just wondering I, where the and are you looking it's, it's at two after, months, after three months? my career into into dis, disarray, so it is. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at two months, three months. <laughs> I lo- looked at a bit more. Would you believe that? And, and and I felt I should have got. A couple of months, maybe, or whatever, but I got I got a, a good hour wrap now. I have to say, I hope you're cleared. I hope you're cleared to come out for the Jubilee. Oh yeah, no, I was cleared anyway. two months ago. I got I'm back two months now, Dela. Oh yeah, you got. You'd, you'd, want, you'd want to be getting the next pod in with me shortly because I could be gone any day again. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you win on Saturday, you're back. Dela. Get back to that, and we'll go there now. TJ is Brian Gavin's two articles. It's the previous Monday, John Keenan. Uh, and Gav, I know, you know, would listen to the show occasionally. Anyway, you know, we and we always take our, our lead maybe on the refereeing from because Gav now has no skin in the game. You know what I mean? He 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 called it yeah. so, like he said this Monday. He said later on the Sunday game highlighted the incidents, which make no mistake about it were nasty enough. The ones that were shown, um, the officials clearly didn't see it with the benefit of replays and all this. So he says, I can't condone what happened, but I was disappointed to learn that John was criticised in a referees meeting last Thursday night. And James Owens got a grilling too for the Kieran Fahey stamp on Richie Reid. And while I mentioned that incident, I wonder if the referees committee and the general public are on the same page. That's for Mondays. So I suppose we could see a change, TJ. And that message I got from the referee ex-referee saying like this it's just broken nearly you know the, the system um and to say that a zoom meeting lads at this stage didn't con- go on uh, an official like claire yeah. again like honest to god claire nothing to do with this claire nothing young fat he was up first the meeting went on for two hours he was vindicated so the boy, there was no case answer and that's right. actually what happened. Yeah. I think anyway, no, I could, I could the only be thing, Yeah, I think you're right, Dale, but the only thing before by his answer, they did say, Claire, that they felt they had a good case in terms of exonerating them, so... <laughs> I'd love to have read that, Tom. <laughs> I suppose you didn't move. I suppose you didn't go on a bit, TJ. <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah, love to have read that. What county chairman do, doesn't say that, though? Do you know, everyone's on the one page. <laughs> yeah, true. And, <laughs> I mean, I think that's, Kieran Keaton, that's him being at one with the panel and, and that kind of thing, but... 
Yeah, it could be refereed more. Like, like the problem I have a small bit with it was those three incidents picked out. Like, there was a couple of more incidents in the Munster final that weren't picked out. Now, we didn't, we didn't even talk about them Monday morning. We were delighted with the... I mean, there was one when Tony Kelly got the fantastic point up along the sideline. There was a clear player. They won't even say who was involved, like, but he was taken completely out of the ac- action with a frontal charge like that. And that, that could have been picked as well, just for balance, and it wasn't. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think just, they'll... I was disappointed with that, I have to say. I think in all walks of life, uh, precedence can be just a real dangerous tool. Like, what the road we've gone down here now um, is after setting a tone, like, whether... The Sunday game will continue to pick incidents. Whether, like, do the CCC meet on a Monday and review all games? And if they do, whose who's, who's footage do they use, Marco? Like, do they use RTE? Okay. Is it... okay. So I'll just give you a break then, all right, because I know you're going to come back. I just I want to read out something from the CCC. So the main function of the CCCC is to set fixtures at national level and appoint referees. They also review referees' report applying any suspensions that may arise coming from sendings off or cumulative black cards. Another role for the CCC is to review footage of games where they feel further disciplinary action needs to be taken, though this can only happen once the referee confirms that they missed the incident in question. If the referee says that they saw the incident and took appropriate action, the CCCC's hands are tied. So my reading of that, TJ, is John Keenan and James Owens didn't see any of the incidents that happened in those two matches. The CCC have reviewed the footage. But the big question for me coming from that is, because the incidents are what was shown on the Sunday game, did it, you know, did it look outside the Sunday game? We can't answer those questions. We're only speculating, but mm. it's a fright to God that the incidents that were pointed out in the Sunday game, and I'm led to believe that the lads that pointed it out have come in for ferocious stick on Twitter, which is totally wrong for individuals. That, like, and then I also have some fellas saying, "Ah." Oh, it was totally wrong to have a Limerick person on the on the Sunday game on that night. That's that's bunker stuff. Like like we're all GA fellas. We all can see it with our own eyes. Whether you're from whatever county you're from, I think that was very personal. I think it's very wrong as well. Like you know, very yeah, wrong. Interesting very wrong. here the role of the CCC there. So the key is: do they look yeah. at every game, or do do they only kind of go to a game? And I suppose one of the, one of the issues what we just spoke about there is like what Brian Gavin has said about John Keenan. If John Keenan has got, let's say, a poor report or whatever it is, and we'll probably know whether he gets games later on in the championship, right? Now, the referees, two referees this weekend are heading into a game and are saying, geez, I, I, I need to follow this rule, right? And I know the rule book is there, and I have heard people telling me there is no such rule as a common sense, Marco. You hear that on a regular basis, right? But yeah. we, potent- we potentially could be looking at two games this weekend, right? Where Clare and Wexford is a real tight, tough, dogged, physical battle, two teams were fronting up, right? And on the other hand, potentially, we could look at Galway, which is going to be a beautiful stick game, fellas standing off, right? So it's very, very difficult to referee those two games in the exact same way. You've got to go with the flow of the game. And to be fair to John Keenan, that's what he did. Yes, like it's very difficult. He can't pick up everything. 
right? But what I suppose what the frustration was from with the CCC and the GEA was is that they only seemed to be interested in the incidents that were highlighted on the Sunday game. There was no other yeah. incident that we're aware of. That's the key piece here. If they came out and said, look, do you know what? We looked at 20-odd incidents, and do you know what? We came back to these three, and these are the three or four that we were kind of focused on. But we're not privy to that information, and I think that's where the frustration came, was that the general public felt that it was only the incidents highlighted in the Sunday game, Dalo, that came in for review. Can I just say, Mark, on this, I, I'm yeah. awful proud to work in the Sunday game. You know what I mean? I, I'd rather be playing, but at 52, that's not likely to happen again. I, I'd have a role to play all right for 10 minutes. But... 52? Really? Yeah, that's all. I, you, I, mean, I told you, you blagarded an 18-year-old that day in the league quarterfinals. <laughs> um, secondly, I'd love to be involved. The dressing room, does not, you know, manager, coach, selector, whatever... You can't do that forever, though. I, I would have done it for nine years. And, and you know, um, it, it, it takes a lot out of you, whatever it is. And, you know, we love going to get... And then to be involved in, in the analysis, lads, and in the whys and why nots and who'll do what and seeing patterns. I love it. I mean, I'd watch games from behind the goal all day here if I could get away with it. And and, and we're lucky. We, we get a few bob for the, for the job we do. I'm wondering, was it the CCCCCC? And I don't know how many vacancies in the committees. I wonder, was there an element of, in the last few days in particular, I mean, I think we all thought by last weekend that the two lads and Keenan Fahey were gone. Yeah. yeah, definitely gone. And I wonder, was there an element in the last few days that we kind of won't be told what incidents well, they, to they look are, at? I got a sense of that, maybe. Yeah, can I can I just say something, Dale? Are we all missing something here? I, I'm maybe like I mean, and I'm looking at it. I'm not looking at it with a Wexford hash. You know, I know we're playing Clare or whatever, but there are a couple of issues that come out of this. One is, in fairness to the Sunday game fellas, they're there to do a job to pick out a few incidents, lads. They're not going to be able to pick out twenty incidents. From I read the Des Cal thing there that you have so many games to do and you'll pick out. I, I think just lay off the boys, right? That you know, if they didn't pick out the incidents, they'd be saying typical GA, we're overlooking everything and you can do anything. We have a major disciplinary problem within the GA, not with the procedural problem at the moment. I mean, this this is crazy stuff, lads. This is crazy stuff about online meetings, things like that. The second thing, I would I would give John Keane, I think he went with the spirit of the game, he missed a couple of instances and whatever, but I would not like to see us forensically going through every hurling game because we're going to have a lot of players with red cards and you can put whatever. But, lads, let's be fair now, and I know, Anthony, you can't dis- discuss this, you can't really, you know, you're, you're clear, man, but the standout two incidents were the two instances with, with, with young Rory Hayes and Peter Duggan. And lads, you know something, they weren't nice incidents. And I think we're, we're discussing everything but the incidents. And I, and I know, Anthony, Clare people are getting very annoyed about, oh, this is terrible and they're picking on us. These were not nice incidents. And if you were, to, if the referee had seen it, these were send-off incidents. But nobody seems to be talking about that element of it, to be quite honest with you. Mm. And I, I don't want players, like you have a Kerry man there, Michael Lean, that was sent off. You've club players all over the country Fellas I've seen sent off, one chap in local championship last year, he pushed a fella in the chest with the hurl in the middle of a melee. He was picked out or out, put out, missed the next championship game. He has to be asking himself, well, if the GA, like let's like it or dislike it, the incidents were highlighted. They were taken out, like it or dislike it. If these two guys are going to get off with this, 
sure, Jesus, why are they suspending me if I uh, if I miss time a tackle or whatever? Because lads, you can't really defend incidents themselves. And I'm I'm not speaking I, as a Wexford man on this. I would agree with you. I would agree with you with the Rory Hayes one. I wouldn't I wouldn't be coming on if there was no decision made today. I would agree with you. He was being shielded from going to the ball by Flanagan, which is Flanagan's job, yeah. I suppose, to let Gillan score the point. The Duggan one, I would have thought yellow would have sufficed. He's been held. He he tried to freeze early. The Fahey one, I would have thought, was a red card as well to stand. Yeah, yeah. I would have thought. Yeah, but, they, but actually, I, I think we've we've actually, we've blinkered ourselves by looking. The incidents yeah. need, need to be looked at as well, that's in fairness. Now, I don't know what kind of concrete that Seamus Flanagan is made of, but the man didn't flinch from no. the by jeepers which which was the only thing that i could say but lads it didn't look good and and i'm not saying that i i've i love claire hurling and i love limerick or love car hurling but lads these incidents we have a problem at the moment and i'm telling you I, I think tj touched on it we have a problem going forward with refereeing and with disciplinary issues now i don't know what we're going to do to be honest with you i guess tom the question you're asking is where is the line right so if you go yeah. back and look at games right in retrospective let's say let's say on saturday right which Let's say time up, Lee Chin goes through, he catches the ball three times, sticks the ball in the back of the net, and the referee misses it. Then there's no yeah. going back from a GA point of view, right? He's missed yeah. it, right? So yeah. if something happens on the day, right, where where is that line? Like I, I will say from being involved in physical games, right? And then no Dale is gonna hit me with pot kettle black here in one second, right? Sometimes on television, the hits look worse than they actually are, right? And what you yeah. said there about Shamey Flanagan, he didn't flinch, right? So when Rory Flanagan or Rory Hayes left, left, left the hurley down, right, how, how, how nasty was it? it? It looked bad, but there's loads yeah. of incidents, as you said there, if you look back on incidents through a game, right? So it, it's finding out where that line is, and that's going to be the tricky piece. We were in an under-20 Ireland final recently, and there was a ball that looked like like they gave the point, but they look over the bar or not, and we ended up losing the, the game by a point. So there's lots of lots of places where you can go to, and player discipline being one. But we're now in a situation because what have happened, right? We are likely with let's say the two quarterfinals and the two semi-finals to come, right? We're very likely to have one or two incidents in those games, and people are going to ask, right? What's the story here? Like, right? Yeah. And Claire people are probably going to be the first to roar because they've had two players. Um, go through this. So if somebody does something in, in, in the Cork Galway game, you're going to be saying, why wasn't that highlighted in the Sunday game? So yeah, that's what we're yeah. facing now for the rest of the championship. And, and, and then if it was highlighted... Hoping it'll be two Limerick fellas in the semi-final or something, Dale, aren't you? Well, no, that's what you're, that's <laughs> but, but, actually what you're worried about. TJ, that's what you're worried about. Worried about. It is. Why should I be suspended and the two boys weren't? I know that... The... Correct. <laughs> I think there's an element, all lads, of these guys in the CCC kind of as you've read out their brief mark their brief yeah. is to look at incidents that weren't picked up right by Great. the ref so yeah i'm 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 of the feeling that maybe in the last few days they're saying so we'll be just wait for the sunday game to highlight whatever incidents they see fit and i'm on their lights well, and i see something i don't see something else i don't see too much harm in one thing i see an awful lot of harm in another thing do you know, so it's very subjective. That's sort of thing, like it, it, Marco. You know, here's one, 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 one big question for you, Marco, before you answer it. One massive question: If the Sunday game didn't highlight them, would they have been picked up? That really is the biggest question. And for me, we were at the some of the matches. The television doesn't show it. You need all the angles to see these things, these incidents that didn't happen. The referee is right beside them, and he didn't see them happen. And I don't blame any of the referees 
for missing any of those incidents because stuff is happening so fast. But unless you have the technology and it's pointed out to you and you ha- and are these people being paid to do these jobs on a Monday or a Tuesday morning? I can only speak for rugby because there's a sightings committee that looks and reviews all the matches. They're specific to do that and suspensions are handed out afterwards. And you've asked a very valid question, um, TJ. Is it just a handy one to watch the Sunday game and see should the boys will pick it up the Sunday game? Yeah, but then- my other issue, though, TJ, is that like we, we're and look at I'm let Rory and, and and Peter Duggan. I love watching them hurl and it's great to see them on the field. But to like Limerick have got a fair bit of it going over from from television this year as well. Like I mean, people are saying, "Geez, they didn't pick out Limerick." Limerick probably are fellas that could Gerard Hegarty and them could turn around and say, "Jesus Christ, they've had to get for one day they haven't had the cameras on us and they haven't been given out." But so I think, in fairness to Limerick, that's one point. But I just take the likes of Austin Leeson, who's a player that have great time for Austin Leeson and the referees. Are, he was sent off twice this year, and I'll be honest with you, lads, they weren't as serious incidents as the other as the ones last Sunday seemed to be. So Austin Leeson must be sitting home. All right, the referee saw me, but. Jesus, he must be feeling a bit bad done by you. And I'm not saying Austin is an angel or anything like that, but mm. likewise, Ian, consistency here. likewise, Ian Galvin, what was in that yeah. in the Cork game and had and appealed and yeah. tough shite, you know. So yeah. I'm wondering, Mark, did those five people even get to because of this meeting being declared null and void because it was a Zoom meeting? Did they even get to have a say in this whole thing? Well, the see, oh, they they have no say, Anthony, no because say. their specific their specific job is to recommend if there's for, yeah. there's a review footage of the games where they feel further disciplinary action needs to be taken. So they have made a recommendation that a one match suspension <laughs> for the two player boys, a two match suspension for the Galway lad, their job is done. It's yeah. and, and I actually you... like that now that there's a split. Yeah. The CCCC, you do your job. The CHC then takes it on from there. Mm. Uh, but, like, I'm under the impression, to be fair now, there's been very few of these incidents have been overturned for the last number of years. Yeah. I'm led to believe yeah. that Frank Buffy from Cork would have moved into that role to tighten up all these technicalities. And let's, we've often seen it in the past where let's get off on technicalities. It, it, it frustrates me. I'm actually embarrassed now from a GAA point of view like the rugby and the soccer must be looking at us today and saying, <laughs> "The boys are unreal. What a yeah. stroke you're after pulling here!" Like it's embarrassing. Yeah. This is embarrassing. What, 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 Mark, from like one, that, one that has gone through the process in the last twelve of appeals, and that myself personally, me personally myself, but you're dead yeah. right. What happens is they they propose the ban, so they propose. Correct. A one-match ban, but it's a completely new hearing. Then when you go into the right. next hearing, they could yeah. actually turn around and give you three games. So that's the chance you take going into appeal. Because I know of a club one time, there was a bit of a row and there was one fella got put off, but they reckoned if they went in with video evidence, they could have four more sent off. So they didn't they didn't appeal it, you know. And right. so, they, so it's a completely different hearing. But I, I agree with you, Mark. It's it's really left us in, in... I think it's... And TJ said it. I think it's left us in a bit of disarray. It's the only thing that could harm or, 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 or upset this championship between now and the end of it. Because I think we have a brilliant championship, you know. Mm. I, I know, recall you know I mean? in my in my stint, TJ, just to tell you a quick one. I, I won't say now, but it was sometime between 2004 and 14. So I won't say what county was involved. We had a fella send off in a vital league game. And there was either, I can't recall now quite whether it was a league semi-final or it was the first round of the championship. He was going to miss, but he was a crucial man. 
So we appealed to Crow Park anyway. And Jesus, myself and the video analysis nearly. And I was fairly certain now it was a complete accident. You know, it was a swing of a hurley. And it was, I, I was certain. And we had put to, frame by frame, we had put together. And we were ready to go into this committee anyway. And the county secretary went in front of us. And he came back out about four or five minutes later. And he said, he's off, lads. And I says, oh, what? Which I said, we No, he says, they spelt his name wrong in Irish. That's a fact that that happened. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go off and crop back. That happened, like, honest to God. Hours, hours we had put in trying to... I know, but that was the point I was making about Frank, is that from what I can gather, he's been there to tidy up all those loose, small little tidbits, right, that get brought in. Because he knew them all. The he knew them all. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Maria? He tidied up a good bit for Maybe Marcus. he's been advising Galway and Clare this week. <laughs> yeah, are we opening a can of worms for the club game going forward? That, do you know what we know? If you go to club championship games, nearly every club, or well, the majority of times, are videoing the game yeah. because they look back in it afterwards now, right? So if you see something like in your wide-angle lens or whatever from an opposition player, right? Whatever it is that he did something wrong, can you release that little bit of video? Oh, we've had a case of it in our own club recently where we have a, had an opposition club releasing some little bits of video footage to the general public in, on social media trying to make matters look way worse. So it does happen. So yeah. it is a can of worms. And But I still come back to what Tom said a while ago. Even though we don't want to be going down this road, there still has to be a line. You can't, like, you can't just get away. If the referee doesn't see it, you can't get away with anything. Like, Yeah. Yeah, and look, we'd all have probably been a little bit guilty of doing stuff we weren't proud of and got away with it, no one saw us, etc. And I, my best hope for this morning or tomorrow morning the trees was... Have admit that, lads. Yeah. Huh? I'm glad the trees have admitted it. <laughs> Go away, Dempsey. There was no... Tom, there was no videos in our day. There's no problem. You <laughs> the forward line that was worse than any back line. <laughs> TJ went back full back so he could get a better belt at the fella. Yeah. <laughs> the forward never had a chance. Fact. But you know, my best hope was that I did think Duggan had a good chance of getting off. I thought the two umpires, if you looked at it, I looked at it from behind the goals, are right there. They're looking at the incident. He's trying to freeze Hurley from the grasp of Sean Flynn, in my opinion. Uh, the thing on the ground is totally inconclusive. This supposed punch, yeah. I've looked at it from every angle. Behind the goal, you can see no contact from a punch. But uh, I didn't think Rory Hayes would get off, and I didn't think Keenan Fahey would get off. And that was my best hope. We'd be, we'd be down Rory Hayes, but we might have Dougie back on the appeals ground. And that's my honest... So God, I didn't know this news was going to come in at half nine last night or whatever time it came Can in, I just say, in yeah. fairness to the Limerick fellas, they didn't go down. And Tom said Flanagan didn't flinch. Well, I don't Rick. know who didn't flinch. In, in, in fairness to them, they didn't make any meal of it. They took it on the chin and they moved on and they weren't looking for anything. So credit to them in fairness to this occasion. Yeah, yeah. I presume you're referring back to Ennis there on that one. But uh, yeah, credit where it's due. Credit where it's due, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. Shamey, shamey. It mustn't have been that hard of a slap, no. <laughs> because she's, it didn't look aggressive. <laughs> like she didn't even budge. Like, but that's geez, that'll tell you. That's, that'll tell you the dying seconds of a Munster Championship final. You won't feel too much, will you? <laughs> you, no. you? You'd go through a wall like a provincial final, and and you're getting slapped and whatever. But look, we better move on, lads, because time-wise, again, of course. And I know Dempsey are under a bit of pressure, lads. I know. It's um, we we've a mouth watering um, other quarterfinal also. Massive fun, um, two of the giants of the game, I suppose, in the last 
although the titles wouldn't stack up, I suppose, since the, the, the mid uh, 90s for either County Barda, the 17 one for Galway. But uh, an intriguing battle. I don't know if Landers is after freezing there, is he, or else he's got to sleep, or he's in a trance. No. So. <laughs> you negotiated the tricky one, uh, 327 to 219, mark a point down at half time. You were in Las Palmas or somewhere sunning yourself. Were you beginning to worry any bit? Well, now, Dela, I'm going to take you out of a little bit of a hole now here, right? Because I was on the way back from Playa Blanca. I landed in Cork. And that famous app that you discussed a couple of weeks ago, what's the score? What's the score? Is the correct? Oh, yes. What's the, the name score? Right. I followed what's the score the minute I left. Would you believe it? I got off the plane and next of all, threw it on. And I could, the Wexford Kerry game was on again because my old fantasy hurling team, I was trying to make a bit of ground in the two E heroes over the weekend. So Tom, D. O'Keefe is in my fantasy team. I didn't see him playing. I'm delighted to hear he'll be back. But I got zero points over the weekend from him. So I was very disappointed there because I would have closed the gap on, on TJ, like, you know. Yeah, but, funny, um, TJ, TJ rang us and asked, him, asked us to leave him out, would you believe? I, I don't know what it was all about. <laughs> He's so far ahead, Dims. He's not the one. But go on anyway. Go on, you followed it on what's yeah. the score. So what's the score? Just if they would increase the size of the names of the players to get the score, it would be good help for fellas that might be gone and small bit funny in the eyes at our age. Like, you know, I struggle to see it. So. But I, I could see Lee Chin, point, 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 point. I was happy enough, my man, and he's my captain in the fantasy team. Anyway, reviewing the uh, the Cork game, um, it was always going to be a tough game going to Corrigan Park. Not the easiest best in the world to play. I thought, I, I said it to, watching the Joe McDonough final, that I thought Antrim were away fitter than they were the year before. I think they're building nicely going forward into the Leinster Championship next year. Um, Cork probably got a bit of a kick, to be honest about it. Um, the fact that they were losing at half time. Um, so it was played out over 70 games. I've spoken to a couple of people who were at the game. They said Cork wasn't great now. They, they just, it wasn't brilliant. It wasn't a good performance. Joyce was, was very good again at centre back. Robbie Flynn was excellent at wing forward. Uh, Tim O'Manny did an awful lot of work but probably didn't get rewarded and Conor Lehan was brilliant in fairness to him um, so that, that kind of sums it up to the case of get through it if you can the biggest problem is those three injuries have come and out Dar- of it and Dara Downey and Dara Fitz like, uh, you'd have to say yeah you know, Dara yeah, Dara Fitz yeah. one three yeah. into the field um, Downey Kingston China who all injury doubts now from the weekend and just as suppose we should say this Anthony it's unfair that the Joe McDonough finalists should play the preliminary uh, quarterfinals a week after. They need to be given a week. There has to be something done in the fixtures there uh, because it's totally unfair on both Kerry and Antrim to play a week afterwards. Now, I know Cork and Wexford are into the scenario where they're playing a week afterwards, but if we can find some time, we just need to be fair to players as well. Um, we haven't time. So job, the club job championship done. has to start on the 9th of uh, July. Well, I, I, as I said to you, the 24th of July, the Cork Football Championship will be starting, and a week later, the Holding Championship will be starting. There's an assumption, obviously, that the Cork <laughs> footballers won't be in the final, but it will be reviewed. But again, what I'm saying to you is Cork are the largest number of clubs in the country at the moment, and they have a dual county, and they will have their championship played in the structure and the format that's there by the time they need the Munster 
the players to be, to be or the clubs to be available in the months of campaign. So that is happening, and it gives clarity to the club player, which is what is what the split season is all about. It's clarity for the club player. Tom Dempsey is right. Ninety-seven percent of the players in this country are club players. We've got to protect the club, whatever happens. Job okay, done. we've had that Move on to, Come on. Come on. We have, we have Wexford, uh, sorry, Galway and Cork. I'll be honest with us. Yes. I, 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 the, the betting is all wrong in it anyway. Cork are hot favourites. That's all wrong because it's nothing more than a 50-50 game. I think, I think Galway, I've been saying this, that teams that get beaten in the round previous seem to bounce back with a better performance. We were in a situation a couple of weeks back that Kilkenny had already lost two matches. They went into a Leinster final, potentially having lost, lost the third one, and they were still in the All-Ireland campaign. But Wexford beat them, and then they bounced back and played brilliantly in the Leinster final to win it. I have a small feeling that Galway are going to get a bounce factor from the Leinster final, and I'd be really, really concerned from a Cork point of view. So the injuries are one thing, and the bounce factor... For Galway is the second thing. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping Cork are on the upside, Anthony. But if you look through their form, it isn't good. Like their farm line mm. reads: beat in the first two matches by Limerick and Clare. Then they beat a Waterford team that were in disarray, which was proved a week later when he left off six players and they got and he hammered them. So that farm line is very important in Antrim. So for me, the farm team would possibly be Galway. They won all five matches in the Leinster campaign. They came unstuck. Drew one. Probably if they got one or two of the goals in the Leinster final, I think they might have kicked on. But it seemed to be problem after problem after problem for them. And they just weren't able to negotiate the hurdle. I'd be a little bit concerned for Cork this weekend, Okay, okay, that's interesting. And I suppose, look, it's a very hard game to call. I don't know how bookies would have it one sided anyway. I'd have it, it t- take your pick, even money. Um, yeah. What, what, is, what is the betting on that, Dale? According to Mark, it's hot favourites, Cork, is it? I, I we don't, don't promote, we don't promote betting on this show, Tom. No, no, we don't promote betting. We like to know if hotfields are running well and, and things like that, but we don't promote betting. Yeah, okay. I suppose no, you know, um, there's a couple of there's a couple of big on. questions about both sides here. Big questions. Mm. I suppose first of all, from Cork's point of view, where's Hoggy in the situation? They didn't start him the last day. Is he going to start? Is he not going to start? That's the first big. Played very call. well when he came on. Now played very well when he came very on. Good right. Point. Yeah. The second is, if you, if you, I, I remember the league game in March. If you go back, that was played in Parky Keeve, and Cork won that reasonably well. I think one twenty six or on twenty three points, and it was a very open kind of non-contact game in the league, right? Which kind of more or less suited Cork and their stick playing. They were always able to keep Galway at arm's length, right? So heading into the game the weekend, I've no doubt that Galway will be reeling from their just performance, obviously the result as well, in the Leinster final. They just didn't, for whatever reason, get their game going. And they had been playing reasonably well in Leinster and they would have been probably seen as trajectory improving nicely to the Leinster final, but that's just taken a hit. So what kind of response are we getting here? Did they go overly physical in the battles with Kilkenny and didn't come out on top. And now they have a situation where they're playing a Cork team who are 
beautifully skillful, nice pace. So what kind of a game are we going to expect from Galway here? Where is Cahill Mannion going to set up? Are Cork going to send somebody out after him? Their game plan, are they going to get a bit more support to Conor Whelan? Are they going to threaten the goal and try and get goals against Cork? They are the big questions here. So there's questions both sides. Um, we're probably fair idea of 13-14 certainly of the starting team on either side we just start Keenan Fahey now after the week and I said on the Cork side do you, you go with Tim O'Mahony at the start or do you go with Hoggy at the start so like Cork the general perception is they are favourites but for me I think that we're going to see a response from Galway here I think that they will be very disappointed I'd say personally Probably you probably saw Henry in the second half trying to get him going. They just didn't perform. They didn't do themselves justice. I'd say they were back in the horse straight away, trying to make this right. And I do believe Mark is right here. I do believe that the defeat they had the last day, you're going to see a kick in them, and you're going to see a different Galway team in the quarterfinal on Saturday. Okay. Um, Dem Swab, where would you see it? Yeah, That's coming I, directly I, from Kevin Lally, of course. Uh, <laughs> the, at, at the start of the week. Uh, I, I was I was I was chatting with Michael Verney and I was, I was just saying that Galway for me I mean that's that was atrocious in the Leinster final I mean I don't know what did other than than Connor Cooney and 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 Connor uh, Whelan you know Whelan. Cooney or sorry Connor Whelan and Connor Cooney what to score two or three points like I mean it was absolutely atrocious and. I'm just saying to myself like I honestly believe and I know Mark might agree with me on this but I honestly believe that it would make for a better semi-final if Galway came through against Limerick because there's no doubt that they would. Now, that you know, and, and, and I don't mean, I just think that, that Limerick of Cork's number at the moment, you know, maybe of everybody's number, but I just think that, 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 that that's my own opinion. But to be honest with you, I do think that Cork will possibly win this game. I think that, you know, the likes of, the guy I really love is Kieran Joyce. I know he's only a young fella, but he's playing super stuff. Good half-back line. The likes of Conor Lahan, Harnady, just they're, they're they're good men, and and I just think if Galway don't get out of this sleepwalking that they're in, they've a great manager. Go out and do it for him, lads. Like they've they so much potential. I just think that, and and just to clarify what I'm going to say about the semi final, Galway have a huge physical uh, presence on the field. They're not using it at the moment, but the likes of Brian Concanon, we haven't seen a lot from him this year. The likes of Cahill Mannion, you know, Tom Monaghan is a very good hurler, but they've also fellas that always hurl well, the likes of Padraig Mannion, they can bring a big challenge to a semi-final. But just at the moment, given their Leinster final performance, I just think Cork are in a better place at the moment. And, and I, I can see Cork coming through here. Marco, I, I know you wouldn't be privy no more than the rest of us to the absolute inside info, but... Um... Of the injuries, Sean, I don't know who I'd be really, really worried. It would nearly be a game changer for me because I presume he'll pick up Wheelo. Um, he's the go-to guy to mark the main man. And, and if that if that was doubtful, I'd be I'd be really worried for Cork. Yeah. I think Sean has been struggling with a groin injury most of the year, Dale, and he'd be going from match to match. And I, and I think probably. They felt look maybe the interim game that they were going to see it out at that stage. I'd say, I'd say he'd be okay. The biggest question is, will they actually put Sean O'Donoghue in full back to mark him? Now, I would agree with you. I would do that. Mm. But that leads Downey then going to the corner. If Downey is picked corner. Now, I see Downey playing a wing back and Niall O'Leary going back in the corner is, is ultimately, I think, what they'll do. But um, you're right. Sean O'Donoghue has been outstanding for our team this year. Mm. And he's done a really, really good job on any of the, the, the good players or the good forwards that he's been asked to mark. So um, he is a concern. Um, 
Shane Kingston, like Shane's form has been brilliant coming on. Yeah. Hasn't been brilliant stacking, I suppose. Like, so, look, I think, look, like most things, the fact that Shane went off so early in the game will give you a concern. And I, and I, I missed the piece that you did on Hoggy there because he wasn't the first sub that came on. So the big question is, you know, and, and I didn't like some of the media coverage in advance of the match where headlines showed Hargan was dropped. I don't know what Hargan dropped. Was he rested? Like, you know, yeah. I mean, he's, he, and I, and I made this point to, to somebody in advance of the match that, where are they going to play Hoggy in two matches, one after the other? And I actually ended up picking Tim O'Manny in my fantasy team because I took a chance that I felt if I was in the selector's shoes, I wouldn't have been playing Hoggy from the start. So I'd he... have been playing Tim O'Manny and said, right, Tim, here's your chance now. Go and grab it with two hands. If you want to be on the first 15 in the full forward line, we'll give you the starting block. So I don't know. There's going to be a difficult And I don't know the inside track whether he was dropped or whether he was rested. Yeah. But I suppose we'll find out Friday night when we'll see the team. What's going to happen? Well, I was saying that he, he, you know, he sniped two beautiful trademark Hoggy points in play, like after coming on, you know. So whether I, 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 I just think this bullshit about starting anymore is nearly out the gap. Like it's nearly the rugby thing, and I hate mentioning the game, Mark, on the show, but finishing nearly with your best fifteen or Gaelic football probably have adopted it more, yeah. especially yeah. under Jim Gavin. I think maybe Hoggy coming down the stretch, if it's tidy, could be massive like for, for a Cork. You know, bring in, spring in Hoggy at 15 yeah. to go. And a Cork, you know, a Galway, a Darren Morrissey or someone tiring after playing a Trojan game, you know, or a Dahi Bork or any of them back there, uh, Jack Grealish, who's new enough, seeing Hoggy coming in with 15 to go could be a game winner for Cork. So if I'm Kingston, I'd pick it to get over the line whatever way I can. I just think with Galway lads, I thought they were good in Leinster. They probably should have got the job done in Wexford. They dominated that long yeah. time early in the game. They did everything else. Okay, the Kilkenny game was very tight now. If that last free hadn't been awarded, Kilkenny could have came out of there. You were there, TJ. I just thought, lads, it, it, every team might throw in a no-show on a given day in a championship. and Maybe they got too caught up on the whole handshake shite. Um, again, and they took their focus. I thought it was so unlike them, their display. They were mad for, they were lucky. We were on about discipline nearly half the show today. They were lucky. There were certain things weren't picked up on the day. And I, I think, you know, that Henry will be very much saying, get back to being the best team we can be. And you've great underage yeah. success. I think David Burke possibly being back available is massive. To give him, you know, that bit of experience, that little bit of leadership on the field. Because lads, for me, Joe not being there for the first time since 2008 has to be massive. Like, do you know, Joe, no Joe Kenning, like the go-to guy who we need someone. Yeah. The goal chances will be key as well, Dello, what you just spoke mm-hmm. there. Like they, they butchered two or three reasonably yes. good goal chances against Kilkenny early on, which probably maybe had a little bit of effect on them as well. And to go back to what Mark said there about the full back line for Cork. The two goals you conceded in the first half, Marco, like you'd like to think that you wouldn't be conceding balls like that uh, at this level. So there's, a, there's a question mark there. So if Galway, like this game could easily be level on points and it could come down to the team who gets the two or three goals. But what I was going to say before we move away from it is to call it so just the, 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 the listeners are in no uh, way confused by us. I'll start Claire and Galway. Mark. I'll second that. Oh, yeah. 
I'll, I'll, avoid the confusion. I'll go. I'll go against my heart. Now I, I'm not a great tipster, but I'll go Claire and Cork. Oh shit! I was hoping oh. you were. I hoping you were <laughs> a, a good tipster when you said that. You go oh, I'm going away from tipping. I'm going away from tipping. I myself and Joanne had words about it the last. Yeah, all good nature, <laughs> but I don't know how we tip these bloody things. But look, on all farm, I, I, I think Claire. I have a feeling for Galway, but Jesus, Cork of the three wins. I know I'm not going you're after did ditching the, te- the three wins sort of like has not been huge but, but, Cork with momentum, but look at the farm yeah I know the farm look at the farm yeah, I know I know. the farm was poor but at the time it's how, how poor was Waterford Waterford kind of gave up the ghost in when they came to Ennis I think in a week yeah in a week against a week in clear team yeah, well, they, 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 knew, what they knew to be a miracle we, like with the scoring we, thing and all that I know and, and, and Anthony going back down to the game in Waterford Waterford led six points to two and we were all, and we didn't start well, and we got a goal. We conceded a goal straight away, and we just we got there. And we, we, in fairness to the players and the management, they got the job done. That they needed to go and win it. They they seized back the opportunity to go back, but the form is just weak, Anthony. Mm. I love I love Cork. I went Cork to win, but just if you're asking me my opinion, the form is weak. Yeah, Dello. yeah. Okay. I, I, just to say, I, 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 what's it going on? Dello. R- Robbie Robbie who did you go for? Who did you go for? I went for, I went for Claire, and I'm going to say Galway. I don't have a clue the other match. I don't have a clue. I'll be on there for two minutes before I do the core commentary, and I'll be saying, to I'll be saying, no, I'll be saying to whoever Damien, Damien Lawler, whoever is interviewing us on the line there, I'll be saying, Damien, um, whoever plays well win this. Jesus, <laughs> like. <laughs> So we saw Galway fellas against Kikini that we know are way better hurlers, not hurling at all, Todd. You know, yeah. Dahi Burke, I thought, was excellent at full-back. The rest of their backs, yeah. suspiciously poor, butchered goal chances. You know, I, I, if they play like that, Cork will beat them. But then where's Cork either? Like, can James McNaughton get one three from play? Can Keelan Sexton get one three from play? And if Galway hit farm... So I don't know. And even with Claire, I'm worried. <laughs> I, I was very impressed with Wexford against their last big game was against Kilkenny. And I, I was very impressed. And I like a lot of what they're playing for. And you know, what, where they've turned around to. So they look, the, the, big, the, big, the big problem with, with the Wexford is that probably we've only turned it around for one game. And to be honest with you, I just looked at Kilkenny. The, the, uh, Richie Reid, for example, every ball he got in the last 20 minutes against Wexford, he lobbed it down on Liam Ryan on the buys. You know, the, Matthew Hannon loved it. I just noticed his de- a definitive st- change, change of style. In fairness to Brian Cody, everything was played short, was played to and Paddy Deegan. from Richie Reid. And Pardon? Paddy Deegan. And Paddy, and Paddy Deegan. Deegan. So they yeah. changed. So Kilkenny changed quite a bit. But one thing, and I think TJ is right, Galway butchered chances for goals against Wexford. Galway should have been 10 points up. They butchered chances for goals against Kilkenny. The day they don't butcher those chances could be a different yeah. Galway. It could ignite them, you know. But I still, I'll still go for Cork, given given what I've seen. Great stuff, lads. Um, there was a bit of fantasy stuff. I uh, we're gone from it this year. It's actually over. TJ has a one now. So um, I haven't. There's three games left. Three weekends. Ah, yeah, but uh, there's, there's, there's virtually there's more than three. There's there's two this weekend. There's two semi-finals and there's a final. Oh, three weekends. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So five matches. Yeah, I, and I, I think it's all. I'm fantasy. closing, TJ. We have to get a team off here for next year, then. They lost all fantasy hurling down in Munster. That's the truth. 
I'm up to Leinster for the real hurling. <laughs> yeah, well, Jesus, I tell you, we do have Brian Hogan regularly, like, and he he back you up on that one. But I'll tell you, oh, he said, sure, sure. Amani, the champion there, um, you'd be raving about it. He says, and sure, yeah. we sure, many all Ireland's have we won in the noughties, Leinster? <laughs> I know, but there's been a bit of been a seismic shift in the last five or six years now, Dem. So I have that's to say, true, like, that's you know, true, yeah. God, yeah, but look, Galway, yeah, the, I still wouldn't rule out. Um, we've no fantasy tables to go up or anything there, so. That's all, Grant. Um, I'm still on top anyway, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you're after and you're after moving a fair bit down the table, Dela. I'm not. I'm still fourth, I think. I have Sam Anderson. I, I, I have Big Sam's number if you need it, kid. No, there's 3.4 million mentioned on the uh, Black Rock Road. Timothy, he's in and, big trouble. Bogey <laughs> and Cadigan are definitely staying down below me, you know. No matter how bad I have it at the moment, but I need I need Connor Cooney to have a big big game. Uh, yeah, there you are, the Mad Bouncers, another big score. Hey, that, like. go out of that. That's no, last week's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go out of that. That's last yeah. week's is right. Yeah. Larry back at base. Huh? <laughs> the scores this week were on E eighty something in that, weren't they? Yeah, that's all. That's all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the Sunflower's got hundred and thirty points now. Yeah, they you did well. You did. Leeching, come. Whatever you do, keep Lee Chin on the field will you next weekend. Lee, Lee Chin, he's sleep, a big one. We, we, we have Lee Chin sleeping in cotton wool for the last week, so we have Mark. You don't worry. He, <laughs> he'll be there. He'll, the be, the, he'll be the first man, man on the field in, in Thurless. There we have it. That's our listeners league. TJ doing very well in fifth. New leader, uh, Kieran Kenrick uh, from the Mile Rovers. Uh, nice score, 123, Kieran. And uh, Michael Murphy, I take it, it is uh, from Dunlaikhu Collins. Uh, proud club up there. Uh, Brendan Noonan doing well there, your old buddy Marco uh, in four. Yeah, and, good and score. Keenan, great score, and, Brendan. Well yeah, done. And then TJ um, flying the flag for us. Um, so so well done. Um, I, oh, here's our scores. Yeah, great score, Marco. In fairness, 130. Great shooting. Didn't quite over yet at the top, is it? No, it's no, not. And, and, and Dilo, Dilo, mm. Dio Keith. Got no points for me. Tim O'Mahony, two points. Mark Coleman, only three points. Yeah. I could have had an extra 30 or 40 there. I'd have tightened it up a small little bit there. And he's caught there. It's fair tight for, for, for third as well there. There's nothing between us. and But the, we can say one thing for certain, that the wooden spoon will be going to the south side of the Lee, even though Mr McGrath is a proud Glen Rovers man. They're just himself and Cads. <laughs> if they don't make a few changes. Is there no changes? There's no changes for this weekend, is there? No, no, ja- no. After, after weekend, we'd have a good few fellas into the semi-finals. Yeah, we'd have a good few fellas. Yeah, but yeah, Matthew, yeah, before yeah. I go, I'll have to leave you. But uh, you might come up to Wexford for one of your um, road shows sometime. You know, it's 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 right there beside Waterford. It's close enough to Munster. You might drop up the trees sometime. It's near Wicklow. <laughs> near Wicklow. Near Wicklow. Between Wicklow and Waterford. <laughs> Tom, who's going to provide security for TJ? <laughs> no, TJ's okay. We're good now, TJ. I have we're to good, say. we're good, Tom. That's great. And Tom, I tell you what. I, if, if we bring in your Kush, we'll go. <laughs> if we achieve nothing else this morning, it was bringing the two E back together. Like, to just, uh, we're, 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 good, we're all good. We're all good. We were never too far apart, TJ. Talk to you then. <laughs> Brilliant. Take great care. stuff, Dems. Great to have you. See you Take care. Talk Marco, you, before you. we move away to the Man, race, Marco, there was a buddy of yours on there, um, Ross Kelly. You know, he, he, he had a buddy of his um, got injured. That's right. Better give him a shot. Shane Ryan. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Shane Ryan. And, and lads, he played uh, for Kildare in the Christie Ring. Unfortunately, broke his leg and, and also, would you believe it, done his ACL as well last weekend playing for the club. So, Shane, listen, kid, 
I done my ACL in 1991, and I can and I had three cartilage operations on the one. I, no, I didn't break the leg, but I brought a couple of hands. All right, but we wish you the best of luck and make and a speedy recovery. And I've no doubt any fellow who's been able to represent his county and play in the Chris Deering final, you will be back in the field of play. Keep the chin up, kid, and we're we're rooting for you. I hope it doesn't take you eight and a half years to get back. Like Mark, <laughs> you'll be all right, kid. You'll be back next year. There's no fear of you. You'll be, you'll be back for the John McDonough final next year, and and the best of luck with that. Um, yeah, he, he sent me to. Well, just to give a shout out, lads, as well to the Kildare mentors. Saturday night, there I got a bit waylaid and carry myself, uh, and the Bradford hurlers who were knocking around Murphy's. They had a good night in him, I believe. Um, so you sent me to Leperstown Thursday night. We got no luck and running with um. Purple no. gong. Purple gong. Yeah, Kevin was disappointed. Uh, sure, she was very. Sure, she nearly got. She nearly got brought down there. She like. got blocked and brought down. She nearly got brought down and blocked twice more. So, shout out to the couple of lads that were there with me. Uh, dead on, dead on, dead sound. Uh, lovely people. And I think the, the boys, the boys called the Shane Dowling and Sol Fall did a great day on Saturday with Literatus. She ran a cracker, just ran out of it at the end. Yeah. But it uh, looks like you know. If 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 the occasion comes again with the right distance, I'd say, and the right ground, we might be lucky enough to get into the uh, the winners enclosure. But just I actually looked at the memberships uh, Dale or Dale last weekend. We have nearly twenty seven counties covered, right? Uh, we have fifteen people from outside the country who are members. And just to give you a breakdown of what's there: Limerick ninety nine members, Cork seventy seven, Clare forty six, Galway twenty one members. Tipperary 17, Waterford 15, Kilkenny 13. So a good spread there for the traditional counties, but we need a few more. We just, and of course, we, we have two All Ireland tickets for the people who are 100 member, 200, 300. We're just short of the 400 members paid up now. So for anybody out there that needs to get their membership in, please get it in as soon as possible because the, the, you'll be in the draw for the, the two All Ireland tickets. And obviously, the 9th of July is a big day for going to Willie Mullins's uh, stable tour. So he'll only take um, paid-up members there. So just from insurance point of view, everybody needs to be paid up. So try and get – and if there's problems with the website, I think let us know. Or there's the availability to send checks into uh, the address suite, suite 21 in Limerick there. So, um, you know, keep keep the faith. We're, we're getting there slowly and Rome wasn't built in a day. And it was a lovely experience, I have to say, Leperstone. I mean, we hadn't that many members. Obviously, it was late call. We only got in as a reserve. So, but Cyril was, That's I right. have to say, for Cyril, he was great to have there because obviously he great connections with the Bulger Yard. So, the WhatsApp nice to, message uh, group is on the way too, Mark, isn't it? So it'll be easier to contact people. And I actually, I actually spent, spent two hours with Pats last night. We got 80 names in. in we have to get in another 320. So, to? It, it's taken uh, taken us a bit of time, but we get that. We get any sign of Katie Taylor. She'll be on the way in July. We we'll... July. Yeah, July. Yeah, yeah. we we we'll see her walking on the ninth of July as well, Dela. Yeah. So we'll get a first hand. Dela, who... I know you mightn't be able if you can to be great, but I know you have a you have a busy weekend now weekend. So Dela, couple of, the, couple of couple of photos you know, from me. Yeah, first yes, of all, we have we have the Getaway Queen tomorrow night coming to Limerick. So mm. I'm going to be we cube of a night out of the races tomorrow night in Limerick Racecourse, fantastic place. But Mark is coming down with the Getaway Queen, and she will be competitive. We might need to wait till the morning to find out all the details. So Dela, I will be on to you to let you know the exact picture at some point tomorrow about the Getaway Thanks. Queen. Thanks. Be nice but to hear also, about someone. Yeah. 
And Mark, my colleague, you, you could have given me a, you could have given her a kind of drawn out, TJ. Because you're drawing me in the cap. Oh, fourteen, Marco. My colleagues in Limerick Race Course, my friends uh, Claire and the lads in the office, will give you a warm welcome when you come to Limerick tomorrow. They will look after you, and you will be look well pleased set up. Lovely, beautiful new Thank owners you. and trainers bar in Limerick. We'll bring you upstairs. We'll look after you. And also, Limerick Racecourse told me today have a big day coming up in July, July the 7th. And the great Nathan Carter is playing live in Limerick Racecourse on the 7th of July. They asked me to give it a plug. So Claire will be delighted. Anybody who wants a good day out with your friends, colleagues, family, partners, Limerick Racecourse, brilliant place to be. That was one. Second one for me, Delo, this week, and I will finish on this, right, is uh, a friend of mine from down the road, Nakaney GA Club, right, is involved with the Kilburn Gales Club in London. And mm-hmm. they're, spreading the hurling go- they're spreading the hurling gospel in London. Uh, and it's great to see the hurling game kind of getting the exposure all over the world. But what I did say to me was that anybody could check them out on social media, that if you do happen to find yourself in London, over the summer or working there or you want to play or you want to get involved in the club they'd love to have you they will give you an exposure to a hurling community over there and he said it was a little bit like the come on racing club if you go to london and you join the kilburn gales that their hurling club will take you to places that you've never been before so if you're working <laughs> you're over there and you happen to be interested in hurling check them out so that's kilburn gales back pitch on a sunday morning <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I don't want to hear of any more the overseas I, team taking players, but Jesus, <laughs> I need to to that. You're going nowhere the rest of you. <laughs> I've won one photograph for me, Delo. Um, as you can see, I'm a bit dressed up for the occasion today. I'm going to um, the launch of the uh, Liam Mack trial uh, by the the Irish Cancer Society. So as you know, Come On Racing has attached itself to cancer research. And today I'm proud to announce that uh, for the first time, an Irish-based trial was awarded to the University uh, College in Cork. And it's attempting to link men to supports in a hospital setting that can help them to live a full and fulfilling life during and after the cancer treatment. So um, that's been headed up by um, Dr. Richard Banbury, Dr. Brendan Noonan. Um, there's a patient advocate, Marco Sullivan, and um, you know the IC, ICS resource manager, Claire Kilty, are going to be uh, there today at the launch. So that's where I'm, I'm heading off to straight away now, and um, okay. hopefully that'll go well. It's a very proud day for Cork and UCUH and Cork as well to... Um, there's a massive 300,000 investment has gone into it, and it's called the Lean Mac trial. So okay. I'm a very proud Cockman to be able to stand in beside these great people today. Enjoy the cheese and wine, Marco. Fair play, though. Fair play. And on to Leopardstown, hey? On to Leopardstown then, right? For cash or crypto in the first, the first nice. place. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, special hearts. Special hearts, You have anyway, Landers. Like, oh, I shouldn't D- be including you, David, TJ. You were there in no, the office I, I, there. You should have stayed I mean, in the bank, Della. You should have stayed in the bank. I'd be gone out of it. No, with a big pinch and I wasn't stuffing. I'm sure. Look, so, pig dead soldier on, as they'd say, down this way. But, lads, uh, <laughs> thanks for for the contributions. There. Thanks very much to Tom. He's a top bloke, Dempsey, even though he slagged me as a, a child in a league quarterfinal. Uh, and he he's, he's a really great hurling guy. Um, Top mass class man to listen to and filled us with shite there about how poor Wexford were. But uh, yeah, okay. Cheers, guys. Cheers, lads. Good luck. Good luck.
a grain of rice. A, a, a grain of rice. It's going to tip the scale. Just remember that, lad. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Thanks to our sponsors, Renault. The Renault Capture, the versatile, compact family SUV.